This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I am a little bit jealous here of our American friends, Jim. Yeah, what for? I was watching football yesterday and they got all the ads going. They're getting all amped up for American Thanksgiving down there. It's nice that we get the the first crack at Thanksgiving. Sure, sure. Every yeah, year. Yeah. But then it's over. And we, we're seeing like all these turkeys on television. <laughs> And they just do it up to the next level in America. It's always like there's something inside the turkey and then something inside that. Yeah. And then there's like, yeah. How often do you cook a turkey at home? Me? Never. Right. So now, like, I, I've got, maybe we'll get one at Christmas, maybe another one at Easter, but I, it's going to be a while before I have a full-on turkey dinner again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess you could technically do it whenever you want, but <laughs> it's not. It doesn't taste the same. Who does that? <laughs> Look at this ad. I, I saw Seven Eleven of all places down in the United States is selling a Thanksgiving sub. Okay, I'm listening. Deli style butterball turkey, white cheddar cheese, cranberry mayonnaise. But the real game changer here. It's served. On stuffing-flavored bread. Mm. Why hasn't anyone done this before? Did you mention any gravy? Is that an option? Did you say gravy's in there? Because that would just top it off. It doesn't say anything about gravy, okay. but you're right. Gravy still, would be nice. Oh, my goodness, man. But have you ever heard of stuffing-flavored bread? Because what is stuffing? Bread. It's bread. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe it's just bread. Well, but it's got that It's got that certain... The turkey je, je ne sais quoi. Yeah, yeah, it's got the turkey and the all the, the herbs and spices mixed in with it. Hmm. Stuffing-flavored bread. I would buy a loaf of that every week. Yeah, I'm surprised this isn't already a thing. I don't think I'd ever eat non-stuffing flavored bread again if I had the option. (laughs) Yeah, what took so long for this revolution to happen? This seems so obvious. (laughs) It reminds me, my my brother-in-law, Alex, grew up in Ukraine. My wife's Ukrainian. And um, he had stuffing for the very first time at Thanksgiving one year at our house. He didn't even know what it was called. He's like, oh, this bread salad is fantastic. Bread salad. Oh, can I get the recipe for the bread salad? <laughs> He's kind of right. <laughs> that should have been the moment where I invented stuffing-flavored bread. Yes. That should have been the light bulb. Mm-hmm. But 7-Eleven has beaten me to the punch. Might be worth crossing the border to get a, <laughs> a convenience store sub. Mm-hmm. Wow, this thing looks good. Well, next week... All our friends across the border, happy Thanksgiving. Looks like you're going to have quite the feast down there. Good luck with your carbs. On the weekend, Paris Hilton got married. That's too bad, though. Paris Hilton got married. Taz, you missed your chance, bud. I know. So close. Damn. (laughs) I met her once. I should have swung harder for the fences. (laughs) I was at a bachelor party in Vegas. Well, that would have been what, 15, 14, 15 years ago? No, it would have been it would have been less than 10. You think so? I was working with you when you when I think you came back from Okay, well it was, o- not, it was over a decade. It was over a decade okay. ago for sure. Uh my my pal Damon Hardy was having his bachelor party down in Vegas and we got uh we got the VIP treatment, a private box in this nightclub in the Wynn Casino and we look over a couple boxes down, Paris Hilton standing there. And it was per- not Perez Hilton. It was for sure yeah, Paris Yeah, it was Hilton. legit Paris Hilton. And I said, guys, I'm going to go talk to Paris Hilton. And everyone's like, no, you're not, Taz. Shut up. 
they turned around. I went over. I, I talked to Paris. I said, hey, Paris, here for a bachelor party. Can we get a picture with you and, and the bachelor? She's like, yeah, that's hot. <laughs> that's hot. That's hot. That's hot. So I ended up getting a picture of, of Damon and, and Paris. She got right up next to him, put her cheek next to his cheek we got a great mm. picture and then they said hey do you want a picture with paris and i said you know what paris it's not my bachelor party thank you for for giving us the the shot here that was great power move now i wish i did no she's probably picture. like i can't believe i didn't get a picture with taz yeah. shut me down <laughs> but maybe if i had just asked for her phone number <laughs> you never know in that moment caught her at a weak moment uh, I think the problem with me landing Paris Hilton is uh, my father was not the former CEO of one of the largest private enterprises in the United States, like her now husband, Carter Reum. His his dad had a lot of money, mm-hmm. as they say, and he's n- now a successful businessman himself. Which basically means when you have kids of rich parents and they're successful business people themselves, it means they didn't screw it up. Right? Yeah, you cannot get a bigger hand up. It's yeah. like just stay the course. Please. Pretty good. Let the money do the pretty work. Pretty good starting line yeah, to become yeah. a successful business person when your father is the CEO of one of the largest private enterprises in the United States. Yeah. So Paris, she got out there. She sowed her wild oats back in the day, right? Yeah, she 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 made love to a lot of poor guys out there. But gosh darn it, if she wasn't going to marry one, yeah, she yeah. settled down with somebody who uh, who runs in the same circles as her and her family. By the looks of it, uh, we'll be able to find out all the details because, of course, she filmed it for a new reality show. <laughs> of course. What if she does say she's like? You know, I decided to settle down, but there was this one time in Las Vegas where I met this really cute Canadian guy. <laughs> Asked if he could get a picture of me with his friend. I, I was going to give him my phone number, and I've always regretted it. <laughs> Who knows where he is today? So hot. Winter-like weather. Jim, I, uh, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to defrosting my windows. I've completely forgotten <laughs> what to do when the window ste- fogs up in this weather. <laughs> I was driving yeah. yesterday, and I, it started getting foggy. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll crank this. You know, put the heat on full blast. That should fix it. No, made it worse. Okay, maybe I need a little cooler air blowing on it. No, that's not working. I, am I the only one who forgets how to defrost their window every uh, every fall? Yeah, forgets, or I don't know if, if I ever knew what, what, what way it works. Like, whatever's going on with the dash, when it starts fogging up, I just crank it to the exact opposite. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. So if it's hot in the car, you'll crank cold air if it gets foggy. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was trying to do and it wasn't working. Hmm. Hey, who's this? Ah, it's Larry calling. Larry, help us out. Your window gets all foggy. What do you do? What's the proper uh, technique? Open open your your window just to crack. Okay. And then what? Just go. That's all you got to do. What do you do with the, is it heat or cold that you pump out of the defroster, though? Well, I got the heat on right now, and I got my window open a crack, and it's defrosting my window. That happens to me all the time. It's the moisture in your cab, and leave it open while you're driving. Thanks, Larry. Sounds like it's going to be a fun winter. <laughs> Cruising around with the windows down. Trish, you got a tip for us? I do. Um, you can keep kitty litter in the back seat. 
or those little packages that you get in a purse. Mm-hmm. Sure. The Kid- moisture. Kitty so litter. Underneath your car seat. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So then that's just in there. It's like those little uh, silica gel packets they put in new products like shoes or whatever. Yep. If there's any moisture, those will do the trick. Oh, that's a good... I was wondering where you're going with the kitty litter thing. <laughs> kitty litter works the same. You're thinking that in case you have to wait a really long time for your windows to defrost? <laughs> what? You can't... Taz is at a red light. He's scraping kitty litter on his windshield. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Trish. Also use that kitty litter to get grip when you're stuck in the ice. Yeah, throw it under the back tires. Mm-hmm. That could work, too. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, do you want the best trick to clean in the inside for not fogging up? I do, yeah. Well... Remember the old days when they had the iTech plastic hockey helmets that you could wear instead of a cage? Yeah, absolutely, the visors. What did you always do to the inside of it when you uh, before you went out and played hockey? You always wipe the inside with dish-like sun detergent and then wipe it all clean, and that'll keep it from fogging up. You do that about once every two weeks in the winter. It'll never do that. Okay, a little dish soap on the windshield. Yeah, the sunlight. You just wipe it on and then gently wipe the excess off, and they'll never fog up. Joe Rogan. Very flexible guy, apparently. (laughs) You must have seen this, Jim. Yeah, I saw some tweets talking about it. You know, you like your Joe Rogan podcast. He, on his, uh, his Joe Rogan Experience podcast last week, uh, revealed to his listeners that he's so bendy that if he wanted to, how can we say this and make it radio friendly? And you can say whatever you want on the podcast, but on the airways, he, he could give himself mouth hugs if he wanted to. <laughs> He he can get his his face right in front of his groin. Sure, sure. And if he wanted to, he says, "quote I've never done it, but I have put my face put it around my face just so I'd know if I could do it." Around? Around the world? He did it once around the world just to prove it to himself. Well, he got, he got close enough so he knew if he wanted to do it, he could. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I believe the part that he could, and I don't believe the part where he says he didn't. Give me a break, Joe Rogan. Yeah, right. I can flatten my body out. If you can bend your head and go fully flat, where do you think your face is? Joe Rogan. Well, well, no. Depends. It depends, <laughs> it depends who you are, I guess. You go, yeah. Yeah. Joe said he made the discovery when he was, uh, when he was shaving his butt. He was, I guess he was bending around back to see how if he was doing a good job or something, and he was shaving his backside. Okay, okay. It sounds like he was about to admit that he did this to himself and then made every excuse of how he didn't. Oh, no, I was <laughs> like, oh, this is totally an accident. I wasn't trying to do it. I, uh, I was shaving, and I didn't, I didn't even put it in there. I just uh, got near it. Yeah, well, the recipe is you got to be flexible, and you got to have, uh, you got to be working with, with something down mm-hmm. there. You got to, you know, you got to meet in the middle. Sure, so. sure. Meet, M-E-A-T, <laughs> yeah, by the way. meet. Yeah. If you could, you would, though, right? Out of curiosity, I'm not saying you would make it a habit, but mm. how could you not? I don't think I would. Yeah, right. People do it with their hand all the time. Sure. And it's no big deal. What is uh-huh. the difference? It's still yourself. I just know my hygiene habits. <laughs> <laughs> I 
kidding. Not even in the shower. He wouldn't even. You're shaving. Imagine that's how you how, how they found your dead body. Oh yeah. You slipped in the shower trying to do that, oh, trying to no. pull a Rogan on yourself. Yeah, and your legs got jammed behind your neck somehow. <laughs> At least he died doing what he loves. <laughs> I, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question, but I think if you're going to, if you're at the point where you want to see if you could do it, like Joe says he was, mm-hmm. and you're down there, mm-hmm. I don't know. You're gonna do it. The reason Everybody says they wouldn't is a lie. The reason I believe Joe Rogan that he didn't do it, it's because he's such a busy guy. <laughs> he's got the podcast, he's got the UFC stuff, he's doing the stand-up comedy tours. I, I think if he had done it, he wouldn't be leaving the house. So you're saying you, if you could, you would, Jim. I'm, I don't know if I'd be proud of it, but I think I, I never have, have had the opportunity, but I think... I think you've you're never a liar even if you tried. Said you wouldn't. No, no. But I. But if if you I never, could, you never put, did like a reverse ha- handstand and accidentally fell over on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even touch my toes, so I don't even know how much further down I could get. What are you smirking about there, Jim? Oh, just a text that came in. Jim has tried. <laughs> People are trying to corner me here. Just looking at the police briefs from the area, Jim, mm-hmm. from the weekend. Apparently, two guys walked into a Burlington LCBO. Police are asking for the public's help in tracking them down. They walked in and they stole 35 bottles versus of various brands of alcohol valued at uh, close to $3,500. That is wild. I see this happening so much recently where people just go into liquor stores and just walk out. There's been a lot of videos in the last like two years. Yeah, the, the headline here I'm looking at says, how did they do it? Not a lot of thinking goes into these uh, these LCBO raids. Yeah, I wouldn't call this a heist. They just go in, they fill up a cart, and then they walk out. Yeah, and if there's no security, I mean, occasionally there'll be a guy with a CB radio and a vest on, but most of the times not. So who's going to stop you? The lady like who's asking for air miles? It's a tough situation. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be uh, getting in an altercation with somebody who has... The uh, the state of mind to walk in and just t- steal thirty five bottles of booze. Mm-hmm. You know what are they willing to do to to get out of that store? Mm-hmm. Um, one man described as white, large build in his forties, weighing two hundred and twenty pounds, wearing a light colored track top, blue jeans, dark gray colored baseball cap, black shoes, and white soles. It's pretty uh, pretty descriptive there. <laughs> There's a lot of video cameras around the LCBO, right? Wearing a medical mask. The other suspect in his 60s, about 180 pounds, unzipped black waist-length jacket and untucked blue and white striped shirt underneath, black-colored jeans, black shoes, and a beige-colored baseball cap with mm-hmm. green lettering on the front. Also wearing a mask. Also conveniently wearing a mask. Yeah, that's the thing too, eh? Everybody's anonymous right now. Yeah, you can walk into a, a store or a bank with a mask on and nobody bats an eye. Two years ago, if you did that, <laughs> there's a button under the front desk. They'd yeah. probably be pressing immediately, immediately right? Immediately, yeah. So if you have any information, we'll post this story on the Taz and Jim Facebook page and you can check it out, see if you recognize these dudes. Maybe they bullied you in high school and you've been waiting for your revenge. Waiting 45 years to get this guy. (laughs) Turning them into the cops might be a great idea. Or if you know them and you like them, 
Go over to their house. Party time. <laughs> the bar's fully stocked. Jim, what's with this lion lady? What's her deal? Uh, oh, you know, I, 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 I'm guessing she's either crazy or a social media influencer. But basically, these photos went viral over the weekend of a woman climbing over a zoo fence at the New York Bronx Zoo, uh, approaching a lion and like handing it hundred dollar bills and had, had a, she had a bunch of red roses in her in her arms and it looked like she was like trying to seduce the lion or something. Um, she had a blonde, uh, wig on, um, and she was uh, saying, was it Carol Baskin? (laughs) Honestly, it it had a lot of Carol Baskin vibes around the same age, uh, bright red dress on leopard print shawl. And apparently people were, were videotaping her and I don't know if you can hear it on the video, but apparently she was saying things like, I missed you so much, or I missed him so much. And like making it rain and throwing money into the air towards the lion. King, I love you. You're my king. Now, it looked worse than it was because she didn't actually enter the legit exhibit that the lion was in. There's so a, there's, there's a, a perimeter fence and then there's another fence between yeah. her and the lion? There's like a moat, if you will. But uh, the woman was still, uh, they're still intending to prosecute the woman for cris- criminal trespassing. If they can identify her, they haven't been able to identify her. Oh, she got her. away? She did. I don't know how she scaled the fence and how she got away. I mean, she's a heat score. She's wearing a bright red dress. Uh-huh. She's got the blonde wig on. I don't know how she got out of the zoo. Like, there can't be that many entrances. Here's people in the community talking about what this woman did. I can't believe she did it again, or if it is even her, but I don't know what's wrong with the people's minds. They definitely need better security, because if she's able to do that a second time, there's no telling what will happen the third time. She might not be as lucky. Hold on. Do it again? This isn't the first time she's done this? <laughs> I don't. I didn't read that, but apparently, what? There's a woman who did something similar. They think it was the same woman back in 2019. So, repeat offender. Hmm. Yeah, I bet you the lion's creeped out. Like, can, gee, I thought I ghosted this lady last time. Goodness Stalker. gracious. Stalker. Yeah, the lion. I moved Imagine from the, the liar, zoo. The, the lion trying to explain this to his wife. <laughs> So you don't know her at all, Simba? (laughs) I've never seen her. I swear, honey. I don't know who she is. I don't know why she's here. She's throwing $100 bills at you, honey. She said she missed you. And according (laughs) to the article I read on my phone, this was her second time doing this. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if she comes back for number three, who knows? (laughs) Maybe she'll get what she's after. I watched the the Shang-Chi movie on the weekend. Jim finally got... Semi caught up with my Marvel movies. Right on. It's on Disney Plus now. Yeah, uh, Disney Plus. They did a big thing on on Friday. It was Disney Plus Day. I think you could sign up if you haven't already signed up. You could sign up for for like a dollar ninety nine or something for the first couple months. What? Can I delete mine and then re get a new login and then save money? Gosh, that's a good point. <laughs> what am I paying? Like ten bucks, eleven bucks, or Must something? Ten at least. Keeps the kids quiet. <laughs> Worth every penny. <laughs> Plop them in front of the uh, Frozen for the hundredth time. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I thought it was good. Shang-Chi like, yeah. really enjoyed it. Nice, yeah. I thought but, it was decent. Yeah, it was nice. It's nice to see a superhero that you have no former information about. Like, you don't know their origin story. You don't know what their powers are. And you just kind of go in just mm-hmm. with your eyes open. The bus fight. Very fun. Mm-hmm. I like the, uh, the the dragon. 
It's always fun to see a big dragon in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ever since The Hobbit, where's the dragons been? I don't know. Here's one. Some good cameos. Some good karaoke. It was a good one. If you Mm -hmm. haven't seen it yet, Shang-Chi is is on Disney Plus right now. And um, he's going to be hosting Saturday Night Live on on Saturday night. Simu Liu, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Canadian, I think. Yes, of course he's Canadian. He was on... uh, on Kim's convenience for years, he's from Mississauga, I believe. So he's he's doing pretty good for himself right mm-hmm. now. Good on him. I think he might be on the road to becoming an Avenger. Somebody's got to fill those shoes. Somebody's yeah. got to avenge. Uh, but they announced Disney Plus a whole bunch of uh, new shows coming up. You got Moon Knight. You remember the comic Moon Knight? No. I read that one back in the day. I don't really know what his powers are, but he's he's got a white costume and a cape. Oscar Isaac is going to be playing him in a new show on Disney+. Plus. All right. Secret Invasion, She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel. Like, the list goes on and on. There's just a ton of Marvel content coming out on Disney+, Plus in the next couple of years. I wonder how much of it will be good. Like I, it's like they 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 announced like twelve new cartoons and it's you know good on them, but I feel like at this point they're just milking everything for what it's worth and I guess see what sticks. But will there be a breaking point as well? We were talking last week about uh, um, should they put a limit on marijuana pot shops opening up in cities? Mm-hmm. And the, the the consensus we got from the listeners is like, hey, it's a free market. Eventually, mm-hmm. they'll stop opening up because every store can't be a marijuana dispensary. They they won't make enough money. Will there be a point where people just get sick of this Marvel stuff and they stop watching it? Yeah, I think it's happening now. I think I think we're I think it's crescendoed. I think we're on we're we're on the downhill part of this whole fad, but There'll probably be some decent stuff in the meantime, but yeah, I just feel like the market's flooded. People are ready to move on. But for a dollar ninety nine a month, you can't go wrong. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the big movie coming out this week, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Ooh. is in theaters. I might have to go check that one out. Haven't been to the theater in a while, but uh, it comes out Thursday night. Friday is the big release. Finally, after waiting over a year from when it was supposed to come out, New Ghostbusters is going to be in theaters. Stones are out on tour. Are all the other classic rockers jealous of the Rolling Stones? Hmm. Starting to look that way. What did Paul McCartney say about the Stones? I think he said they're a glorified blues cover band or something along those lines. That was it, Jim. Uh, Paul McCartney of the Beatles calling the Rolling Stones a glorified blues cover man and Mick Jagger acknowledged that at one of their shows recently said oh we're gonna do a blues cover with Paul McCartney later (laughs) Um, well now look who's coming after the Rolling Stones Roger Daltrey Hmm? from The Who he just made this comment in an interview about the Rolling Stones Mick Jagger, you've got to take your hat off to him. He's a number one rock, rock and roll performer. Um, but as a band, if you were outside a pub and you heard that music coming out of a pub some nights, you'd think, well, that's a mediocre pub band. <laughs> <laughs> a mediocre pub band. What's all this shade coming from? Somebody called the CSI team because there's been a murder. <laughs> 
hear him laughing at the end too. Yeah, it's like he, it's, he's got a, something going on there. Let's, now, see, I, let's hear that clip again. If you were outside a pub and you heard that music coming out of a pub some nights, you'd think, well, that's a mediocre pub band. <laughs> 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 he's like, he's gonna, Mick's gonna hear about this one. I wonder, you know, because the Beatles and the Who were both like more considered groundbreaking and like they've done more interesting stuff. Technically. Well, they think, they think so. Well, I think, I think they've, they've been more experimental, say, than the Rolling Stones, but. Oh, who could say that? It's so subjective. Like, I mean, I'm just wondering why now? Why are these guys. I guess he, they've been sitting on their dislike for the Rolling Stones for so long, and now that they know they only have a couple years left, they're going to start poop-talking them? I think it's because the Stones are still outperforming and still selling out crowds and still doing... doing. They're still huge rock stars. Yeah. The Beatles don't have that option, obviously. Yeah, yeah. The Who, they've lost a couple members. They're They're still out on the road. They're still doing stuff. But I would say... Uh, the Rolling Stones probably sell more concert tickets than the Who do today. Oh, for sure. It's weird because it's like retired athletes, they actually become tighter. It's like we've been through the, this together and like whatever bond, like whatever they went through in the past. Except for Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking like Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson, you know, like Mike Tyson bit his ear off and now they're friends. Yeah. It's like they, there's a mutual respect there. I guess it doesn't. There's only so many people on the planet that have had a, a similar yeah. life to you, you'd think that these old guys, like there'd be a, a retirement community, you know, where yeah. they each have their own little bungalows on a golf course and they're all just sharing stories from the road. Yeah, yeah. Like, aren't these guys playing tennis together? I guess not. What? Why would you want to play tennis with a mediocre pub band? <laughs> Ooh. Fighting words from Roger Daltrey. That's a mediocre pub band. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you peacock, it's time for sports. Taz and Jim joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. And the NBA has a bit of an issue going on. How do they stop the big testicle celebrations, Dev? Well, they stop it by finding Fred Van Vliet $15,000. That is their answer. Uh, We haven't seen the, the big balls dance in a long time. It was uh, perfected by Sam Cassell back in the day. And since Sam Cassell, we haven't really seen anyone do it until Fred Van Vliet <laughs> last Thursday. And it was fantastic. I love the big balls dance. I hate Explain, before we get into it here, you got to give the visual to the listeners. What is the big balls dance? Okay, so... The, I'm going to get up here and, and do it for you guys, even though no one can actually see this what I'm doing. This will be on TikTok right later. <laughs> so basically, it's someone who has big balls, and they are so big, you cannot walk normally, so you have to run and hold them as you run down the court. A mime action where you pretend that you're, you're uh, hauling around a giant scrotum. Listen. Basically, it's like you're rolling a big tire, okay? I mean, all Fred Van Vliet cares about is winter tire safety. Uh, you can't tell me that he's actually uh, worried, uh, you know, carrying big balls. Mm. He could be doing a lot of things. He he's could just be acting carrying... like he's on a pit crew. Yeah, he's on, a, he's on a pit crew. Maybe he's just got two big bags of groceries. I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> After you do something good, it's a celebration, right? You, you hit a nice shot, 
and then you grab the uh, you grab the satchel. Yeah, I mean, can we not have some fun here? Like, are, are, is, is people traumatized by the big balls dance? Is, no one's complaining about this. They're talking about it more because they find them if they just let the play go without being uh, fined at all or responded to at all by the NBA. $15,000. That's uh, 7500 per testicle, and it's a drop in the bucket for a guy that's making about $20 million this year. You got some big testicles, bro. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.